0: This is Kenny Green, the lead pastor of City Light Church, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope this inspires you, encourages you, and builds your faith as we dive into the life-changing, life-giving Word of God. I hope you enjoy this message. Welcome to City Light Church. I do want to take a few seconds and welcome all of our churches, our Mont Eagle campus, our online campus, our Chattanooga campus. Can we just give God some praise right now? Where you're at, hey, you're online right now. Put it in the chat. Just give God some praise. We're so excited that you're here with us today as we uh, kick off week two of a four-part series entitled Church Hurt. And we're talking about finding your healing. And our goal in this series is not to bash bash the church, amen, uh, but rather to help people find healing uh, from the church hurt in their lives so that their hope and their faith can be restored back into the church and so they can get back to building the church and fulfilling their purpose in the earth. How many of you know we don't want to talk bad about the bride of our Savior and of is the bride of Christ, Uh, but we certainly want to confront some things that have caused a lot of hurt in the church and point people to God's word on how we can find healing uh, from the healer whose name is Jesus. Uh, Last week, we talked about how the church hurts people through its hypocrisy. In fact, we discovered that 85% of people that reject Christianity cited hypocrisy as their reason for doing so. We also discovered in scripture that Jesus had a zero tolerance uh, for hypocrisy and that we should never minimize something that God maximized and that if it was a big deal to Jesus and if he rebuked it sharply in his life and ministry, uh, we should want and we should strive uh, to overcome hypocrisy and conquer it in our own lives. Uh, Next week, it's a powerful week, we're going to be talking about uh, hurt by hate so if you've ever know anybody that's ever came to church and... They came to be loved, welcomed, and accepted. But instead, they got thrown to the side. Uh, they got ostracized. They were just kind of, you know, instead of getting the help and the hope that they needed, they got hurt, right? And uh, they, they left feeling unwelcome, felt like they didn't belong. Uh, next week, you'll want to do whatever you can to get them here. Got two services, 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock. Get them here. It's going to be all about the love of God and the love of our Savior. Anybody thankful for the love of God, by the way? love our Savior. So make sure... Make sure you get them back here next week, and, and, but today uh, we're talking about hurt by words. Hurt by words. And today we're going to tackle an issue or a topic in scripture uh, known as gossip, right? So we're going to talk about words. How many of you know that your words matter, amen? Your words matter. Your words really do matter. Your words have a lot of weight to them. Bible says that the power of life and death are actually in the tongue, in your words, and in your uh, speech. And before I begin today, I want to just premise the message with this, and I I just want everybody to know that this message is for you. It's for you. Some of y'all are like already, amen, honey, you really need this one, you know, like you're already, you're already like, hey, lean into this one, you're not going to need this. Um, But it isn't for your spouse, this message is isn't necessarily for the person sitting next to you or for the person that you invited to church that maybe didn't show up today. This message is for you. Look to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I just want you to know, this message is for me. It's for me. It's for me. It's for me. Now what I also want to do, I want to give you the next 10 seconds to get all the gossip out that you want. Go ahead. You got 10 seconds, just gossip, gossip, get, get everybody caught up on all the different stuff that's going on and just gossip. And here's why I want to give you a few seconds to go ahead and get all the gossip out. Uh, The reason being is after you get hit with the word today, you probably ain't going to be doing no more gossip for a while. At least, hey, at least this is as far as I can give a guarantee for my sermon at least this week or maybe two days, okay? Uh, for sure, you're not going to want to do it for the next few days as you get hit with the Word of God and see how seriously God uh, takes it. Um, but this one is for you. It's for me. And uh, But really, this message is, uh, it's going to be a challenging message, but it might be the most important message you've ever heard in your life because we all gossip and we all struggle with gossip. We all do it and and if and if we're not careful, we will become okay with doing it, and God certainly isn't okay with us uh, living our lives that way. And so because we all do, it, and because it's such a major struggle in the church today, and such a common struggle in the church today, I thought it would be good uh, for us to open up with a prayer, uh, to kind of really set the tone for this message, and to really give us the opportunity, prayer in God's word, uh, to really just ask God to just do a work in our own hearts, Right? That, God, you would do a work in my heart, not my neighbor's heart, not my spouse, but, God, that you would do a work in me today uh, when it comes to this topic of hurt by words and gossip. And so, a powerful prayer in Psalm 139, verse 23. uh, David prays this. He says, search me, O God. That's what we're praying. God, search my heart and see if this is in me. Because I don't want it in there, God, if you don't want it in there. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me. And know my anxious thoughts. Point out, watch this, anything in me that offends you. Did you hear that? Hey, that's a great prayer for you to pray on a daily basis. God, point out anything in me, not somebody else. Because we always want to point out what somebody else is doing wrong. But God, I don't want you to do that. God, I want you to point out anything in me, in my own heart, that offends you. And lead me along the path of everlasting life. Point out anything in me that offends you. The fact is, gossip truly does offend and grieve the heart of our God. In fact, gossip, how many of you know it has split churches in two, right? Uh, Gossip has destroyed marriages. It has destroyed lives. Gossip has certainly destroyed uh, the best of friends. And gossip grieves the heart of our God. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. You've, you've been hurt by the words of somebody else. You, you've been hurt by, uh, what somebody else said about you to somebody else. And you've been hurt by things that people have said about you that were not true. You've even been hurt about things that people have said about you that, that are true. Maybe, maybe it hasn't happened for you, but maybe somebody that you're connected to and somebody that you love very much, you, You've seen gossip tear them down and hurt them very badly. And here's what we all have to really just kind of acknowledge today as much as it stings and, and as much as this really might challenge us is that we all at some point have probably damaged the church just a little bit with our own gossip. That we've actually inflicted a little bit of pain our own selves and, and, and with our gossip and with our words that maybe we have even caused a little bit of hurt ourselves it's going to be challenging today, but I think God's going to really speak to us in a way that can really set us free from this thing called gossip. Uh, someone once said this about gossip: "Gossip. Watch this. Gossip can travel around the world before truth ever gets out of the bed and puts its pants on. Gossip can. It can really. It can get around fast." And. It can travel around the entire world before truth ever gets out of the bed and puts its pants on. And that's even more true today with social media and with just the click of a button and just a post, we can put so much information out that causes so much damage and inflict inflict so much pain. Now, a lot of times when we think about gossip, we don't take it seriously because we oftentimes minimize it, right? Can we just be honest today? We minimize it and... And it's, in fact, it's probably one of the most minimized, justified, and rationalized sins that we commit against other people and that we commit against God, uh, our, our creator. And the, the thing that we say is, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing anything too crazy, right? I'm not doing anything too bad. Uh, I'm not out having an affair. I'm not out getting wasted on the weekends. I'm not cussing people out and flipping them off in traffic. Well, maybe you're doing that, but, but you know, I'm not doing any of that other stuff. I'm not, I'm not stealing I'm I'm not killing anybody. I'm just gossiping. Hey, isn't it one of those necessary sins? Isn't it one of those things that God just says, hey, you know, it's okay. It's not that big of a deal. I I understand you're really hurt and you're really frustrated and and it's okay. And and doesn't God just kind of give us a pass on on this thing called gossip? And and if you're asking that question, the answer is no. (laughs) No, he's he's, he's not okay with it. Uh, God doesn't. Weak his eye at it. In fact, uh, this is what the Bible says God thinks about it. Proverbs 6, verses 16 and 19. This says that there are six things that the Lord hates. Think about this. These are things that the Lord absolutely hates. Seven that are detestable to him. And then we see two of them that are important for our discussion today. Verse 19, a false witness who pours out lies and a person who, Who stirs up conflict in the community. A person that stirs up strife. A person that stirs up conflict. Think about this. God says there are six things I hate. Seven that are detestable. One who pours out lies. And one who stirs up conflict. God hates it. He doesn't wink his eye at it. He can't stand it. He listed it on this short little list of things that he hates. Now... Here's why I think God takes this so seriously, and maybe, how many parents are in the house just in the air, like, if your parents, like, parents, we're praying for you, by the way, just like, school just started back, how many of you know it's like, we're all, like, walking around like zombies right now, you know, if you see somebody walking around a zombie, they may not have relapsed this week, come on, somebody, they may just have five kids, are y'all with me today, you know, at City Light, they either relapse or they got kids, that's how you can know, amen, it's just, (laughs) One of those two things are happening uh, for sure. But, but how many of you know that one thing for somebody to talk about you, but it's another thing for somebody to talk about your kids? All oh, the parents said, amen. You can, hey, you can talk about me all day long, but as soon as you start talking about my kids and I don't agree with you, now if I agree with you, it's cool. Because you're like, man, Pastor Kenny's kids are crazy. No, no hate right there. Like, amen, they're crazy. Like, you don't even know the half of it, you know. Come hang out at my house for a little bit. But, but if I don't agree with it, like, come on, somebody. It's like, let's go Old Testament real quick. You know, I want to go Old Testament. And I think the reason why it, it bothers God so much when we talk about somebody else is because that's one of his sons. That's one of his daughters. And, and we got to be careful how we talk about the children of God, amen? we got to be really careful how we talk about God's kids because I think the reason why it bothers him so much is because he's such a loving heavenly father that it infuriates him and and, and he hates it. And I don't know about you, I don't want to be talking bad about one of God's children out of reverence and just the fear of the Lord, of an all-powerful God in heaven. So we say it's not a big deal, but it's a big deal when it's your kids and it's a big deal when it's one of God's kids. So today, God, we... We're praying, God, search our hearts. See if this is in us, God. Take it out of us, God, so that we can walk free and be who you've created us to be. God, set us free from our mouths. Amen? Because some of us are trapped by our trap. Y'all got it? Some of us are trapped. We are ensnared by our own words. Now, when you talk about gossip, there's all kinds of different types of ways that you can define it. But Rick Warren, he, he defines it so beautifully Watch how he defined gossip. He said, gossip is this. When we are talking about a situation with somebody who is neither part of the problem or the solution, then we are probably gossiping. When we're talking about a situation to somebody that's not part of the problem, that's not part of the solution, then we are probably gossiping. Gossiping. You can try to minimize it. You can try to justify it, but you're probably gossiping and God hates it. And and this is so challenging because we know God doesn't want us doing this. We know it hurts people. We know it hurts the body of Christ. But in the moment, there's something wickedly and sickly attractive about gossip. Can we just be honest today? You're like, no, it's not, Pastor. Quit being so super spiritual today. You was gossiping on the way to church this morning. Come on, somebody. Don't look at me with like your little halo spinning on your devil horn. Like, I know. I know. I know y'all better than that. Come on. Because we struggle, we, and, and we do. We love it. Let's just be 100% transparent and real. When it's not about us, we love some gossip. We love it. We love it. We love it. We love it so much. We can't just hear a little bit of it. Well, tell me more. Tell me more. Give me more details. Oh, give me more specifics. It's, we love it. It's, it's, it gets the adrenaline pumping. There's something in our sinful nature that is gratified when we hear that somebody is doing worse than we're doing. There's something in us that, that at the expense of somebody else being torn down. We love it because it builds us up. And it's exhilarating. In fact, the Bible says in Proverbs 18.8, the words of a gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to the inmost parts of your being. They're like choice morsels. And and we love it. It, There's something about it. we, We get a little bit of it. And we got to have more of it. It's so good that when you just hear one word of gossip, you got to hear another word and another word and another word. How many of you know that enough is not enough? you got to keep on hearing more. It's kind of like these laced potato chips. Oh, hallelujah. That ain't no breakfast today, y'all. I could eat this whole bag right now and not even bat an eye at it. These are the classic lace potato chips. Can I get a witness? Anybody just classic? I love them. Now, they built their whole entire brand, and their mantra is this. You can't just have one. For me, it's scientifically impossible for me to just have one. Well, I don't know about you. You're like, no, I can just have one. I can't. I can't, I can't have one of anything, by the way. I got to have it all. So like, I have one of these. I'm going to have the half a bag of these, 100%. And, and if that doesn't really get me, I've got these. Yeah. <laughs> I've got, hey, I've got these choice morsels called M&Ms. Not those peanut M&Ms that, that'll choke me and make me die and get all stuck in my teeth. These soft, fresh, melt-in-your-mouth peanut butter m I've never had so many amens and excitement in my entire life. This isn't just the family bag, my brother. This is the party bag. You notice that? It's the biggest one you can get. And so I can't just have a few of these I got to have I got to have half the bag I got to have the whole bag of chips and the Proverbs, that's exactly what he's talking about when he says, man, it's like choice morsels, It just tastes so good. And when it starts, when you start consuming it, you can't have just a little bit of it. You got to keep on having more of it and more of it and more of it because it just feels good to hear about somebody else's shortcomings and failures. Now, here's the thing. If I eat this whole bag of peanut butter M&Ms, which is very likely tonight. I'm going to enjoy it when I'm consuming it. I'm going to enjoy it while I'm eating. But eventually I'm going to get sick. And the more of it that gets down on the inside of me and the more of it that I consume. And if it's late at night, it's going to give me some heartburn. Come on. And, and it's gonna make me sick. The same thing is with gossip. It feels so good when you're consuming it. It feels so good in the moment. But when you walk away from it, there's something on the inside that makes you feel a little bit sick. There's something on the inside that makes you feel like you've been a little bit poisoned and a little bit polluted. And the fact of the matter is God has a better plan for your life, for your words, for my life and my words than than gossiping about other people and tearing others down so I can build myself up. God's got a better plan for us. Because gossip doesn't just hurt the people that you're talking about. It hurts the person that is speaking it. It poisons you. God loves His children too much. He loves you too much. He loves His church too much that to not, to let us use our words loosely. No, He wants us to use our words wisely. Where we make a shift. And we start getting intentional about the words that we speak and the things that we say. And we say, you want to know what? If I'm speaking, I'm bringing hope to somebody. If I'm speaking, I'm bringing help to somebody. If I'm speaking, I'm bringing healing to somebody. Come on, I start speaking the best that I see in people. I start building the church up with words of life, not words of death, words of hope, words of healing. That's God's plan. That's why God blessed you with a mouth. That's why he gave you a voice to lift people up, to build his church with the words that you speak. Are you building things with your words or are you tearing down things with your words? Are you building up your marriage because you're speaking life over it or are you tearing it down because you're speaking death over it? Are you speaking life over your kids? Are you speaking victory over your kids? Do you not know that your words matter? Yes, they matter. Here's what you have to understand. The moment you begin to participate in this, you have to understand, if you want to be a leader that changes the world, you have to learn to control your mouth. It doesn't matter how gifted I am. It doesn't matter how gifted we are. It doesn't matter how many spiritual gifts or how charismatic we are. It doesn't matter how many degrees. You can have more degrees than a thermometer. Amen? It doesn't matter. Gossip will destroy your reputation as a leader. Scripture said it like this, Proverbs 25, 9. When arguing with your neighbor. Anybody argue with your neighbor? (laughs) Amen. When you're doing that, he says... Don't betray another person's secret. Others may accuse you of gossip, and you will never regain your reputation. If you betray a person's trust, sometimes it's nearly impossible to ever get that trust back. People will stop coming to you for spiritual counsel, spiritual advice, and people will stop coming to you for guidance and wisdom. Because they don't feel like you can be trusted with valuable information. Is this helping anybody? Hey, if you can't shout amen, just shout on me. On me. On me, bro. On me, bro. I like that. I was thinking about this as I was preparing this. And I got to kind of just evaluate my life. And I've been in full-time ministry now for almost, gosh, almost 11 years now. Coming up on... Actually, no, more than 11 years, full-time ministry, been pastoring for over 10 years. And I've noticed that church folk, church folk can be the most gossiping people you ever, they always get to talk, always a chattering, we're real good at chatting. And here, the world that I came out of, the world that I was saved out of, like underground world, like crazy world, like immoral world, like just crazy world, they didn't even talk like that. Nobody talked like that. Nobody. It's crazy that in the church we're supposed to be known for the gospel, but instead we're known for our gossip. And God wants to move us from being known for gossip to being known for the gospel, that when they look at us they say, "Look at how they love each other. Look at how they build each other up. Look at how they look at how much they speak into each other's lives where we're known for the gospel and not for our gossip. So those of you that may be here today and you've been hurt by it, you've been damaged by the word of somebody else in the church, maybe a leader or maybe a brother, maybe a sister, maybe somebody in the church said something behind your back and hurt you with their gossip and hurt you with their words. And you're like, I don't know if I can ever fully jump back into a church because I don't want to deal with all that. I want to just pause and say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that somebody in the church hurt you with gossip. I'm sorry they hurt you with, your, with their words. And I pray in the name of Jesus that at some point you can go and have a conversation with that person and say, you said this about me, and it really affected me, it really damaged me, and hopefully that, that, that man or that woman is a big enough man woman of God to look at you and say, I'm sorry, and ask for your forgiveness. And maybe they don't, and maybe they won't, and you just chalk, chalk it up, and you just let it go, and you forgive them. Because here's the thing about it, church. I wish I could tell you, hey, City Light, hey, it's a, it's a gossip-free church. Why are y'all getting so quiet in here? Fine. I can't guarantee that we're going to be a gossip-free church. In fact, I can almost promise you, at any church that you go to, you're gonna to run to it, and it's gonna frustrate you and it's gonna upset you, and God's not okay with it. But I want to encourage you, go to the person that said it and hurt you and make it right with them. Make it right with them. Be a Christian. Make it right with them. It's it's so challenging, I know. And so so think about this. Maybe you're here today and you're like, you know what? I've conquered gossip. I'm not a big gossiper. I've learned, Pastor, I've learned. Keep my mouth shut. It's hard, but I've learned to keep my mouth shut, right? Because here's the thing. If Jesus conquered the grave, we can conquer our mouth, right? If the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead that conquered the grave lives on the inside of us, and we can conquer our gossip. We can conquer this thing. We can live free from it. And maybe you're living free from it, and you say, I've conquered it. I've defeated it. But let me ask you this. Do you ever listen to it? Do you ever listen to it? Do you know that the Bible says that listening to it is just as bad as speaking it? That listening to it, hearing it, that, that if I listen to it, I'm actually permitting it. And if I'm permitting it, I'm actually promoting it. Because whatever you permit, you promote. And if I'm listening to it, then I am complicit in it. So are you listening to it? Ah, you know what, I listen to a little bit of it, Master. Pastor. I do. Every once so I listen to. It. I know it's challenging. Can we just pause, take a deep breath, and say, Whoo. <laughs> "I can't even listen to it, Pastor. I can't even have none. I can't have none of these. You ain't sharing. I can't. I. I can't even listen to it." I know it's challenging, but watch what the scripture teaches about those that listen to it. Proverbs 17, 4. It says, wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. We eagerly listen to it. Liars pay close attention to slander. Wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. God wants us to know today that not only should we confront our own gossip, but we should confront the gossip of other people. Some of us today, if we want to get real free and just really walk on a high level and be who God has called us to be, not only are we gonna not do it ourselves, but we're not gonna hang around others that do it either. In fact, I want to give you just a few ways that you can shut down gossip when you hear it. I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you the direct route for the bold ones. (laughs) I'm gonna give you the biblical route. I'm going to give you the caring route, not the caring route. <laughs> the care. You see, the caring route. And then I'm going to give you the subtle route. Let's start, let's start with the subtle. Somebody comes to you and, and they're gossiping, you're like, "Oh, we cross the end of the gossip." You know what you could say, "Hey, you know, hey, I, I just got to stop you there. I'm sorry. I, I'm not feeling very comfortable. Talking about what we're talking about right now. Could we just talk about something else? Man, Georgia football, like, come on. Like, they're awesome. Like, you know, like, we don't want to start fighting the church now. But here's the, here's the carrying route. Here's the carrying route. Start gossiping. If you want to do the carrying route, here here it is. Hey, if so-and-so was here right now and they heard the things that we were saying about them, I don't think they would really like it we talk about something else and here's the biblical route hey i know i know you're telling me some things about so and so but could you go to that person yourself and talk to them about them because that's what matthew 18 instructs us to do and then here's the direct route we're the direct people at in the house lord help god god help this pastor um this is the director out. You say, "Hey, you know what? I, every time I'm around you, I hear you talking about somebody else, and I'm just not going to be around it anymore. If you keep doing this, we'll fight you." No, I don't know. <laughs> now, let me let me speak into this for a second because there are rare occasions where it's okay to have a third party conversation, I like to talk about somebody when they're not around. The first time it's okay is, is, is whenever you're talking good about somebody. Talking good about them, like boosting them up and, and, and bragging on them and talking great about them and, and really just building them up and encourage them. Hey, if you're going to gossip about somebody, talk good about somebody, amen? I never heard somebody get hurt by that, get mad by that. The second uh, place where it's okay to have third-party conversation is if, if there's something that's unsafe for the person or somebody else. And it's an unsafe person to confront or it's an unsafe situation. Uh, Maybe they're abusive and they're in an abusive relationship. Uh, Maybe you're coming together to have some type of intervention for somebody in in their marriage or in addiction or something like that. And and here's, here's the only time it's okay. If everybody in that conversation wants to help the person. And wants the best possible outcome for that individual And everybody's on the same team to preserve that person and to see that person become all that God has called them to become. And we're in a series on church hurt. Last week, I told you one of the first steps you need to take if you've been burned by the church is to tell someone about your church hurt. And I stand by that. You need to tell someone, amen? You don't need to tell everybody, But tell someone that you can trust that you know isn't going to tell the whole town and use it to destroy somebody else, but somebody that you can trust. That is okay. And if at all possible, go to the person. But sometimes you can't. I understand that this is important, church. And this has to be practiced. And and it's not going to be easy. You're going to feel like this is literally impossible. Some of you are like, nope. (laughs) Nice try, Pastor Kenny. I can't, I ain't living this out. I'm going to have a talk here and there every once in a while. Here's what I want you to know. It is impossible for you to do it. It is impossible for me. But I'm thankful that things that are impossible for man are possible with the God of heaven. And he can give me the victory in this area of my life. This, This is so big because gossip isn't just a mouth problem, it's a heart problem. Really at its root, it's a heart issue. It's at the center of the heart. It reveals more about the person's heart than it does their mouth. Luke chapter 6 verse 45 says this. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of what's in here is come out of here. That's why when somebody lets really blast you and say, I'm just kidding, though. I'm just kidding. They come at you. They talk about, I was just playing. There's a little truth to it. Because why? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. It comes from a heart that's poisoned, that's polluted. So I just don't need God to touch my lips today. I need God to touch my heart today. God, that you would do a work in my heart. That you would do a work so deep down on the inside of me that nothing polluted or unholy or ungodly will ever come out of me. Are you tracking with me? Also, we listen to it. We partake in it. Ultimately, because we are unsatisfied in our own hearts. And we're unsatisfied in our own lives. At the heart of every gossiping tongue is an unsatisfied heart. That I don't like where I'm at in my life. So I'm going to tear somebody else down to make me feel better about where I am. And if I can make other people look bad and it make me look a little bit better, I'm going to do it. Because I'm miserable in my life. God loves you too much and to let you have a heart like that. Oh, I'm telling you right now, God wants you to know how special you are and where, wherever you are in your life right now, you are exactly where your God, your creator and your maker wants you and you can be fully satisfied who you are in him and him alone. That I'm fully content with who I am and where I'm at in my life. Because God is directing my steps. And when you are satisfied with where you are in your life, and when you're satisfied with where you are, in your own heart, with your own God, it don't take much for you to start talking good about somebody else. And it don't take you very much to start praising God when somebody else gets a promotion and you didn't get the promotion. You can still cheer them on. Somebody else's church is growing and yours isn't growing. You can still praise them anyway. Because you're so satisfied in your own soul. So free in your own spirit. I don't ever have to tear anybody else down to make myself feel good. Build them up. I can use my words to elevate others. I can think of others, as Philippians tells me to, more important than I think of myself. I want to build people up. How many of you want to speak life? Come on, I feel like somebody's getting free right now. Like you're getting free right now. Like you've been so mad. You've been talking so bad about that person. You've been tearing that person down. you're about to get free from it today. Amen? So free in your own heart, from your own soul. Doesn't matter who it is. Doesn't matter if it's an enemy. Doesn't matter somebody that has ran your name through the mud, you can forgive them and still pray a blessing over them. <laughs> you're so free. You're so free with where you're at in your life. Amen. Major thought as we wrap this up. What if we could leave choosing today? I'm choosing today. To use my words To bring hope, help And healing To those around me I've made up my mind I'm going to use my words To bring about hope, help And healing Around me If I'm not bringing hope, help and healing It's because I'm not speaking And if I don't have anything good to say I'm not going to say anything at all I want my words to bring hope I want them to bring help I want them to bring Healing. I don't want to tear down my Savior's bride by speaking hurt and death. In fact, Paul said it like this. He said in Ephesians four twenty nine, "Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up." Some of us, you're like, I ain't gonna have nothing to talk about. What am I gonna talk about now? You ain't going to have nothing for a while, but once you start seeing people the way God sees people and start getting satisfied in your own soul and where you're at, oh, when you start trying it, just try to talk good about somebody that don't like you. (laughs) Oh, it feels good. It heaps a pile of coals on top of their head, by the way. So you thought by talking bad about them, you was putting something on them that was going to hurt them. But it's just putting something on you and it's hurting you. It's making you look like you care way too much about it. And you're giving that person power and giving them victory over your own life. Start talking good about somebody that did you wrong and watch how good it feels. Oh, somebody's like, can you believe how secure they are in their own self? After what they did, after what that person did to them and they said, st- wow. It takes a strong person to do that, doesn't it, church? Because we're not careful. You know what we do? We disguise gossip in the church. We disguise gossip and we bury it in a compliment sandwich. Listen to me. Listen to what we do. some of y'all are doing it you don't even realize you're doing it you think you're doing something good but you're disguising something hurtful inside of a compliment hey oh man did you hear about so and so man they're they're such a strong man they're great leader man they're really just impacting the world but you know hey yeah you know they got this one thing they struggle with though they they still got some growth they still working on some things they still growing oh man so and so man she's just a woman of god loves the lord man i tell you Man, she can pray down to heaven, but you know that, you know, she's still got that thing that she's <laughs> that she got going on in her life she's working on, she's struggling with. And you think that because you complimented a strength, you can belittle a weakness. Buried in a compliment sandwich. Still belittling. We also do this. We disguise our gossip with prayer requests in the church, don't we? Oh, Sister Sally at the hair salon. Man, we go over there, get caught up on all the gossip. She's just telling you how you should be praying. And she'll start telling you, hey, hey, do you hear so-and-so, I'm so glad they got back to church and they're, and they're coming back to church. But you know, you know, their husband, the wife, they, you know, they had that thing going on and one of the kids is gone crazy and, you know, all this is going on. You know, all that stuff that's going on. You, you, you know, yeah, they look like they're doing good, but you know they got, oh, nah, don't, hey, hey, I want to know how to pray specifically for them. Tell me all the details, honey. Matter of fact, let me get my prayer journal out and let me write down all the details and all, because when I pray, I pray details, I pray specific. Are y'all all right today? Yeah. And our hearts are polluted. And there's something wrong on a heart level. Now I know some of you are saying, well, Pastor, it ain't gossip if it's true. I, am I just taking away all your ammo today? Like, dang it, he ain't leaving me no MMs today. This is verified information, Pastor. It's true. Craig Rochelle said this one time. It's so powerful. He said, everything that's said should be true. But not everything that's true should be said. It's powerful, isn't it? Just because it's true don't mean I need to say it. Just because it's true doesn't mean I need to share it. There's some things that are true about you. You don't want the whole world knowing, amen? In fact, Scripture says it again, Proverbs 11. I'm sorry to give you so much Bible today. It says, it is foolish to belittle one's neighbor. A sensible person keeps quiet. A gossip goes around telling secrets, but those who are trustworthy can keep a confidence. I heard a story. And I'll wrap up with this of a person who experienced some deep church hurt—not in church that I pastor, but it was a situation where they were in the church, leaders in the church, and the husband had an affair on the wife, and she had found out about it. And they were working towards reconciliation, and the wife was willing to meet with a pastor in the church or a leader in the church to help kind of counsel them through this process. They wanted to keep it private. And so they went there and they talked to the leader in the church. So this is what's happened. And he has repented of it. He's being very uh, sorrowful over it, very repentant over it and repenting of his sin. And she is really leaning towards wanting to forgive and, and wanting to heal from it and wanting to reconcile and see the marriage restored. Well, that leader that was helping counsel them told another person, And then that person told his wife, and then that wife told her best friend, and that best friend told 30 people. And by the time they got to church the next week, half the church knew about what was going on. And she left the church and she divorced her husband. And what we discover in that story, we discover something very profound. It wasn't really adultery that destroyed the marriage, it was gossip that destroyed the marriage I say that to say your words matter Matters. we have to be careful we have to understand the weight of our words Jesus said this in Matthew 12 36 but I tell you that everyone will have to give an account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken I got a lot of empty words I don't know about y'all We're gonna to have to give an account for every empty word. Wow. Proverbs again, 1821. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life, and those who eat of it, or those who love it, will eat its fruit. Let me take this even a step further. It's not just the words that you speak, it's the words that you post. How many of you know you can tear somebody down with a keyboard? quicker than you ever could with this right here. Not only should we think about the things that we speak, but we should think about the things that we post. For example, if I speak this, how many people will it hurt? If I post this, how much damage is it going to cause? Where I actually am living in a way where I'm thinking about other people. Some of you, you've been hurt by it. You've been damaged by it. Some of us, can we all just be honest? Every one of us have posted something. Every one of us has said something. It's caused a little bit of hurt. Caused a little bit of damage. Here's the thing about God. He looks to you and he looks to me gossiping and all this stuff and he still loves us. And he still wants us and he still has a desire to use us. And he wants you to know, he wants me to know that we can be free from this. That we can walk in freedom. And those of you that are here that have been hurt and you're on the other end of it right now and you've got some deep wounds in your life, I know a man named Jesus who is a great healer. I know a man, I'm telling you right now, not only can he heal and bring people that back to life. Not only can he bring the, the blind back to sight, not only can he cause somebody that's slain to get up and start walking again, but he can heal the wounds of your heart that have been inflicted by other people. He's the great physician. He's the great counselor. He's the great healer. His name is Jesus. Jesus. So I don't know about you today. I'm choosing today. Can, can we do this? I'm choosing today. The words I post, the words I speak are gonna bring about hope, help, and healing to the world. I'm speaking life, I'm not speaking death. Come on, I'm not speaking doubt, I'm speaking faith. Come on, I'm not speaking hurt, I'm speaking healing. My words are not gonna leave a trail of hurt behind me, but my words are gonna leave a trail of life, and blessing, and power, and strength. Everywhere I go, I'm speaking blessings over everybody. Life over my friends, over my family, over my church, over my kids, over my city, over my state, over my country, over the world. I'm speaking life over it, I'm speaking victory over it. If the power of life and death are in the tongue, let's start using it to bring about life, hope, help, and healing to the world. God touch our hearts. God touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today and a special thanks for those of you that give generously to City Light Church. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. If you'd like to begin partnering with us financially, you can click the link to give now in the description, or you can go to citylightchurch.cc forward slash give. And if God is using this podcast in your life, you can subscribe today. You can click the share button and help us get the word out to the world. Thank you for listening and God bless.